0: Hey, this is Matt Rosenberg, and you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Wednesday, so we're gonna talk some comic books. All week we're celebrating Watchdog's Legion. The new game drops uh, this week. I just got a notification. Right before I sat down to record, actually, that mine has been delayed because of weather. So, don't really know when it's going to get here, but um, hopefully soon. And when it does, make sure to join me on Twitch. Twitch name is Night Nerd Podcast. And we'll do an unboxing. I got the big fancy collector's edition with the Skull King. And yeah, I, I can't wait for it. It's going to be really cool. But yeah, Big Brother. So, there's a lot of different forms this idea of Big Brother takes. Um, We looked at some movies yesterday, and one movie that we touched on, but I really wanted to go into today, was V for Vendetta, because it started off as a comic series, and um, has developed into so, so much more. So, V for Vendetta originally came out back in uh, March of 1982, is when the series started, that's when the very first story and it wouldn't wrap up until May of 1989. So it took seven years to tell this story. It's written by Alan Moore with David Lloyd and Tony Weir on art. Steve Craddock is a letter. Steve Whitaker, uh Shevin Dodds, and David Lloyd are the colorist. And depending how you count it, it was... Ten, well, it, it's you can't really count how many issues it was, honestly. Uh, there's three main books... And the reason I say that is, when it first came out, it was black and white, and it was in an anthology comic called Warrior, from Quality Communications over in Britain. And ironically enough, when it first came out, it was not popular. People didn't like it. But when you do an anthology, that's what's cool about it, is there's so many stories in there that as long as there's two or three somebody likes, they're going to pick up the book. And so some of these stories get to get a little bit more life and, and develop. Well, even that still didn't really work because they only had a couple of issues come out and then it was canceled. And when it was canceled, everybody was like, hey, Alan Moore, because you're Alan Moore, we want you to keep telling this story. And um, it finally, DC hooked them for a 10-issue series, and that's what reprinted the old stories along with finishing the story in new stories. And it, yeah, I know it sounds confusing, and the reason why I was saying you can't break it down into books, or issues, so there's three books. Book number one is Europe After the Rain, which has 11 chapters. Those 11 chapters were 11 parts of Warrior, but three issues at DC. And then the second book, The Vicious Cabaret, is um, has a prelude, and then 14 chapters, of which... Not all of those were published under Warrior, but were another four issues at DC. And then the last part, the third book, is The Land of Do As You Please, which has a prologue in 11 parts, which was collected uh, originally as three issues in DC. So, depending how you look at it, it's three, or ten, or twenty-eight, or forty-three, I don't know, it's... We don't math on this one, uh, just because. But it's been collected in so many different ways since then. I mean, it's Alan Moore, so DC's going to get what they can out of it. But the story itself actually started way back when um, Alan Moore was in a, a scriptwriting competition back in 1975. And it's the story, the original story was called The Doll, which was about a transsexual terrorist who wore like white face paint. Um, and fought against a totalitarian state in the eighties. Well, he would go back and kind of revisit this and change it and everything. And at the time, Margaret Thatcher was the prime minister, and it was um, it was they were super conservative over there, and Moore was looking at like the super fascist regime versus a anarchist regime regime and it's something that was kind of lost in some of the later adaptations and we'll talk about but more wanted you know to show how both these sides like neither one is wrong but neither one is right and going to these extremes you know it, it's very gray area and that's the thing about v for vendetta is you know a lot of people are like well v is is the hero but then, if you actually like deep dive, like all of more stuff, and pick up on the subtext and everything, there's so much there. Because, I mean, his inspiration for this George Orwell, obviously, 1984, Judge of Dread, um, Harlan Ellison's works, Robin Hood, uh, Europe After the Rain, Batman, Fahrenheit 451, David Bowie, I mean, all sorts of stuff all over the place. And it makes its way onto the page, you know, whether. You look at the story of um, Evie Hammond and what she goes through. Or you look at V and, you know, being in the asylum or the resettlement camp, I guess is the technical word. Or the, you know, the people that are part of the the Norse fire government. You know, the head, the eye, ear, nose, finger, and mouth. Yeah. Um, you know... There's not an innocent person in this story. They all have skeletons in their closet. And by using this backdrop of, you know, people are watching what you're doing and the everything that goes on, um, Moore was able to show how things are the same. You know, even though we think of two sides, you know, two completely different things, but really they they have more in common than you think. And it's hard to kind of track down like what, what they are and who's the good guy. And I think that's one of the reasons why V is so popular, you know, I, I'm not going to get into the plot because we, 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 could do a whole series over the plot of V for Vendetta. But if you look at the movie that came out in 2005, um, th- it was a screenplay from the Wachowskis. Natalie Portman was in it. Hugo Weaving was in it. Moore was like, "Hey, this is not my movie." Um, and actually, because of it, this is when there's was the final straw, and he walked away from DC, you know, because he he said that it was more of a political satire of what was going on in America with conservatives, and not about like actual anarchy and fa- uh, fascist people. So he he was like, you know, whatever, I'm I'm done. Uh, but the movie, you know, a lot of people really like it, and I I enjoy it. You know, movie st- studios get to show it every November, so that's that's great. At uh, one time, they were going to do a television series, but it kind of faded out. But the the legacy of V has not faded out. You know, Guy Fox uh, V wears a Guy Fox mask, which is an old thing. You know, Guy Fox has been around um, since 1605. But V really put that mask, that face, into the limelight, and uh, I—you I, still see people today. I mean, with protest, whether it's like anonymous using the Guy Fawkes mask, or people during the two thousand and eleven Egyptian Revolution, um, the Occupy protests that we've had a few years ago—you know—you see all these people wearing Guy Fawkes masks. So that's what Alan Moore has been able to do is by looking at this fascist controlling big brother government he has been able to change our culture and so then you know you can kind of make the case for well now the hunters become the hunter or you know the hunted's become the hunter type thing uh, which is totally true and I think that's one thing this book tries to do is to, like, like I keep saying you see both sides and It's a weird dynamic, um, which is what we run into with Big Brother stuff. You know, we want protection, but we don't want to be spied on. You know, we want to know what's going on, but we don't want other people to know what's going on. And where, at what point do you become... It's the the Dark Knight thing, you know, you either die the hero or live long enough to become the villain. And I think um, that point is very obvious in V... But it's it's a roller coaster of a ride. It's great. I enjoyed the movie. Um, I, like I said, I try and watch it every year. And matter of fact, it's coming up here in about a week. It'd be time to watch it again. Let me know though. Do you watch it every year or do you just read the comic? Let me know in the comments here below on SoundCloud or on social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, everywhere we're out there. Just look for the Night Nerd. Um, check us out on Patreon: patreon.com/theNightNerd. And as of the original airing of this episode, we just launched a Kickstarter for We the People, a new zombie book. And don't worry, we'll be talking about it in the coming weeks. But go check it out, We the People on Kickstarter. If you have any questions or anything, you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. By the way, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time.